Welcome to Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski Podcast. Up in your football knowledge, class is now in session. session. Sunday fun day, you gotta love it. And you know what? Game over for a lot of teams right now being eliminated from the playoffs. Our man Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, done. See you next year. The Cardinals and Josh Rosen for the young rookie getting going, but not this year, my man. Sam Fran and Kyle Shanahan, this year he gets a pass because Jimmy Garoppolo was out all year. He didn't have his quarterback. Boom, you're done. No playoffs. The Jets, Sam Darnold, seen a lot of promise from this kid. He's just a rookie. He's got a bright future ahead of him, but sorry, kid, maybe next year. Jameis Winston, who knows what's going to happen in Tampa Bay, but the Bucks, no go. No playoffs for you this year. Uh, Jaguars. You know, Jacksonville, very disappointing season for the Jaguars. But from Sunday, eliminated from the playoffs. I'm sorry, but uh, Doug Marone, we'll see if you have a job next year. Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons. Man, once again, another team. Very disappointing year for the Falcons. Uh, but not this year. Matty Ice, hopefully we'll see you next year in the playoffs. Case Keenum and the Broncos. Shoot, big time raise for Case Keenum this year. Uh, Being the franchise quarterback for a full season, you know, it was good to see. But, you know, they started making a run, uh, but it just didn't last long enough. Wasn't good enough. So, sorry, Broncos and John Elway. You got to look towards uh, next year. The Giants, Pat Shermer. You know, I had high hopes for the Giants. Uh, but not this year. I think Shermer's got a bright future there. I, I, I'm excited to see and interested to see what they do going into next offseason. And is Eli Manning the starting quarterback? Phil Simms said absolutely. He thinks he is, but we shall see. Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions. Once again, the Lions cannot get over the hump. No playoffs for you. Matt Patricia, see you later. If I'm, if I'm the Lions, honestly... I go hire Mike McCarthy right now. Why not? The guy has played in the division for years. He knows Aaron Rodgers like the back of his hand. The Lions, you have to do something, and you have to find, you know, and I say this because I have so many friends that are big Lions fans, and, you know, they're get, they're very disappointed that you just can't get to the playoffs, and it's, it's disappointing to see. And since I live close to Detroit, it's miserable for me to watch as well. And then John Gruden, Chucky, man, I had uh, definitely had more high hopes uh, for you guys this year and thought you'd have a better season, but it didn't look like um, it from the jump. Trading Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, watching those guys ball out where they're at now. But what are you going to do now? Gruden and the Raiders. Fire uh, Reggie McKenzie, but they have a ton of draft picks. They have a ton of cap space. It's going to be what they do in the offseason to, uh, to see where they go from here. But the Cowboys and Giants shut out on, on the same day for the first time ever. We got the Bears. They win the NFC North for the first time since 2010. This is the first time they beat Aaron Rodgers at home. In Chicago for the first time since 2010. Chicago's a dangerous team. 
um, through these playoffs. It's going to be interesting to watch, but it's all going to come down to Mitchell Trubisky. How can he play through the playoffs? And and that's that's the key to all of this. You know, can he protect the football? Um, will he give his team a chance? Because defensively, um, defensively they're tough. They'll play with anyone. Today, Trubisky played well, 20-28, 235 yards, two touchdowns. And, of course, he's going to do with his feet, too. He only had 16 yards on the ground. But 16 yards, man, that's, you know, him scrambling for some first downs. I mean, that's a good job. Um, you know, and Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you know, I I think he, he – I know he has to play better. I think he knows he has to play better. You know, Green Bay giving up five sacks today. You know, their third down efficiency, both of them were around 30%. But – um you know, Aaron Rodgers, it, it was a disappointing year. I think it all started with the knee. I mean, they, he had an, un, an unbelievable comeback versus the Bears, you know, when he did hurt his knee, but it just didn't last. They couldn't put it all together. He threw for 274 yards today in, in an interception. Um, and then we watched Lamar Jackson, man. Lamar Jackson making the way for the Baltimore Ravens. They're in the division hunt. That's going to be interesting. I'm going to get to the Steelers and Browns. And it's come. It's going to come down Steelers, Browns, Ravens, and it's it's sick to say that the Browns are still in this thing, whether you like it or not. But I don't think they are anymore with the with the Steelers win uh, over the Patriots. But Lamar Jackson has been playing well, you know, because like today he throws for 131 yards and a touchdown. He rushes for 95 yards. I mean, as a defense, now you have to protect the whole the whole field. I mean, because now you have to account for an extra guy in the box for the quarterback. You know, when you're playing a guy like Joe Flacco, you know he's not going to take the direct snap and run a power right up the middle. And so you don't have to prepare for that. Lamar Jackson, they make you uh, prepare for everything. And, you know, I just give the, the Baltimore Ravens coaching staff a lot of credit because Marty Morningwig, you have to be patient as an offensive coordinator when you're calling plays with Lamar Jackson because you know it's going to go through the running game guess Gus Edwards today uh, 19 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown and and you have Lamar Jackson running for 95 yards I mean this team continues to go over 200 yards a game rushing and that just wears defenses out it wears teams out they control the football I mean, it's it's cool to watch it, and it's just a new dynamic. And Lamar Jackson is going to continue to grow within the pocket and be able to deliver those type of plays. Um, but it's fun to watch right now. And, you know, Joe Flacco, he's still got a lot of juice left in the tank. I'll tell you that. And he's one of the uh, better quarterbacks around the league. So he's going to be highly sought after. I mean, shoot, Tampa Bay, who knows what they're going to do for, with their quarterback situation. You got a ton of teams around the league. Washington, the Redskins. Uh, who knows what's going to happen over there? Alex Smith. I heard he's doing well, but who knows? It's a long recovery, a long process to get back from. Another game I was impressed. The Colts. Andrew Luck. This guy. He just knocks off the Texans last week from their long winning streak. Streak. And what's he do again? He takes the Dallas Cowboys in his own stadium in Indianapolis. And he shreds them apart, 23 to nothing. This guy is just impressive to watch. He's so solid. I mean, they did it more through the ground today. 
you know, he uh, Andrew Luck threw for 192 yards, but Marlon Mack 139 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. You know, this team is playing well. The defense is playing well. You know, Dak Prescott once again threw another interception. He cannot afford to do that um, if he wants to give his chance, his team a chance. I mean, I thought the speed of the Cowboys' defense would be too much today for the Colts to actually pull it out, but it just, um, it just, it just wasn't. I mean, Andrew Luck and, and the Colts team found a way. Dak Prescott getting sacked three times, and the thing about that is. It's not all on the court. It's not all on the offense line, I should say. Okay, it comes down to the quarterback as well. It's knowing how you're protect, know where your hots are, knowing if it's an all-out zero blitz, you have to get the ball out of your hand. You can't hold it, and also sometimes you hold it too long to 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 wait for receivers to get open. And third down efficiency, the Cowboys were only thirty around thirty percent today, and the and the Colts were sixty six percent. I mean, if you're moving the chains on third down, you're giving your team more opportunities because you're on the field and as we look down the scoreboard the Vikings pull out a big one against the Dolphins 41-17 the Redskins pull it out against the Jaguars 16-13 yeah Cincinnati beats the Raiders 30-16 Buffalo the Bills and Josh Allen Josh Allen you, you know we talk about Lamar Jackson and his athletic ability but I'll tell you what I mean Josh Allen, the way he's not only doing it with his arm, but more so his legs. And he threw for 200 yards today, but he continues to to just make big plays when needed. And it's that tight red zone. It's kind of like a, how Cam Newton is. Once you get in the red zone, a quarterback can, that can run is such a threat down there that it's, it's, it's that dangerous. But <clears throat> I want to hit on, you know, the Browns a little bit. The Browns, uh, for the first time ever, were still being talked about, uh, being mathematically um, available for the playoffs coming into uh, after their big win uh, on Saturday night. And then a lot of things happened happened, uh, on Sunday, which changes things. But you got to give the Browns credit of how they continue to fight back. And it starts with that quarterback position. I think they found one. Uh, found uh, their their future in Baker Mayfield. Now, the thing about Baker Mayfield, he always gives you a chance. I mean, you have a chance when he's in the game. And, you know, I, I, I want to touch on him a little bit more. He has to eliminate some of the sacks and, and some of the careless plays. He doesn't truly play super careless with the football, but sometimes those sacks I consider are careless. I mean, but he has that special – unique ability like Big Ben has that you have that poise in the pocket that he continues just by time. He has the composure to sit in there on a third down long and complete the, complete the pass and move the chains. Now, here is the Browns. Look, the Browns with that big win um, on Saturday night kept them in the hunt for the division. But with the Steelers beating the Patriots, they still they don't have a chance now for the AFC North, but if there's a three way tie, there's got to be a lot of things to happen, okay? Because if there's a three way tie, the Steelers the Steelers win the tiebreakers, but the Browns still have a chance, 
And according to ESPN Analytics, the Browns have a 1% chance of making the postseason. Yes, Browns fans, a 1% chance. So you're saying there's a chance. And this is what has to happen. Okay, this is according to ESPN Stats and Info. The Browns beat the Bengals and Ravens to finish 8-7-1. The Ravens lose out to finish 8-8. The Dolphins lose one of their final two games to finish 8-8. The Colts and Titans both lose Week 16 and then tie their head-to-head meeting in Week 17 to finish 8-7-1. Now, that's crazy. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, in that case... The Browns win the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Colts for the second wildcard spot based on their record versus common opponents. But it's highly unlikely, but the Browns aren't dead just yet. And um, it was an exciting win for them in Bronco country. And uh, you got to give them a lot of credit for that. And, And, you know, you do because they keep fighting. And Greg Williams seems to have the heartbeat of this team. He's already gone out won how many games. And Hugh Jackson took him how many years to to, to win three. So it's uh, – and, and Greg Williams has already, already surpassed that this year. But there's some decisions that Greg Williams is going to continue to get, you know, better at as he gets comfortable as being the head coach. And who knows if that's going to be a long-term decision. I mean, I think John Dorsey has to look at – the continuity and how this Browns team's playing right now, because if if they're riding high like this and they could go into the off season with some positivity in that locker room that they haven't had in a long time, who knows? Maybe Greg Williams is your coach. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think though you have to make the decision not just how Greg Williams is coaching now, but if he's your guy for the next. Uh, five to ten years I mean you don't want to be making another coaching change in two years and and that's that's the biggest thing um but you know Mayfield I thought he played okay I mean the thing about him he makes plays when he needs needs to you know a big fourth quarter touchdown pass to Callaway to make it 17-13 but you know the big interception right before half when they could have got points on the board you know, a fumble in the third quarter, some sacks uh, that he took. He has to get better at getting the ball out of his hands. He's got to just find a way uh, to get rid of it. And, you know, uh, talk about Greg Williams, you know, and I'm impressed with the win with the Browns in, in Denver because the Steelers lost there, the Chargers lost there. Uh, but I want to ask Greg Williams about that big fourth and one. Fourth and one. Yeah, the big thing was we came up here to win the ball game, and I don't think anybody has ever uh, worried about me not not being aggressive. And we came up here to win it. Offensively, we were going to win it right there. If not, defensively, we're going to come back and do it. Pretty similar to how we finished the game on defense with uh, going all out blitz, you know, the last several plays to do it. And that's the aggressive nature of this team, and they accepted it very well. You know, Greg Williams brings up a a great point, and I love the aggressiveness of him as a head coach. I mean, he had that fourth and one, and if you guys remember that, that fourth and one, Baker Mayfield uses a hard count. We called it a dummy count. Sometimes we had code words for it for some dumbasses out there, and I don't need to name names, but if you say their name, 
then you know, okay, that dude was a dumbass. Um, so I don't want to be a dumbass and jump off sides. So let me hold my water. So Mayfield uses the hard count, gets the Broncos to jump off sides, but Greg Williams called a timeout. So then they go for it again on fourth down, and boom, they get stopped when they could have just kicked the field goal. But I, I like the aggressive play calling of Greg Williams. Why not? Fourth and one, the way they run the football on that last drive, I thought for sure they'd get it. It was an unbelievable play by the Broncos to, to hold them short. And then the Broncos get a chance to get the ball back, and I truly thought Case Keenum would have got something going there. I feel like Case Keenum has that it factor. He's able to make plays when he needs to and just kind of pull stuff out of his hat sometimes. And he wasn't able to then. So it was a big win for them. Um, and Greg Williams talking about being you know aggressive. We know he's an aggressive coach. He goes for it there. You know, it turns out to not work there, but he has the confidence in his defense. And then the defense gets back on the field and makes some huge stops. And he brought up a good point. He says, I'm going to be aggressive just like I was the last so many um, plays there, and I brought zero blitz. That makes me disappointed in the Broncos' offense. Case Keenum, in that Broncos' offense, you got to have a plan. When I was playing, I would love it if coaches all out zero blitzed me. Because that gives you more opportunities to make big plays downfield. And I just don't get it because when quarterbacks get blitzed, coverage zero, all-out blitz, that means your receivers on the outside are, are in a one-on-one -on -one matchup across the board. That's all they got, one-on-one -on -one with their man. So you got to get to the right protection if you're the quarterback, and then you got to give your, your, your receivers a chance downfield with a appropriate routes to throw and yes as a quarterback you can't hold it super long but you could get in the right protection that gives you enough time to get the ball out of your hands uh, and really really thrash a defense and, and that's when when I hear Greg Williams talking about that all-out zero blitz kind of disappoints me Case Keenum wasn't able uh, to take advantage of it uh, better than than he did and um now I want to take a look at, at the New England game and the Steelers. I thought, you know, we, I was excited to watch this one. This was the game of the day. I was looking forward to watching Brady and Big Ben. Both teams coming off big losses. And you think about the Patriots. The Patriots never lose back-to-back -back games, especially in December. The Steelers, at one point this season, they were 1-2-1. and one. Everyone's talking about firing Tomlin. Then they win six straight. Then they lose the last three, so now everyone back to wanting to fire Tomlin again and, and all the other BS going around with it. And I just look at Tomlin does a great job having the heartbeat of that locker room and the pulse and having those guys understand that it's about them in that locker room and they got to make plays and they got to make it happen. And I thought uh, today specifically showed how the Steelers – outmatched the Patriots. I mean, they dominated the line of scrimmage offensively and defensively. I thought they made Brady a little nervous in the pocket. Brady finished 279 yards, a touchdown and interception. Very uncharacteristic-like uh, interception Brady threw in the red zone, kind of getting some pressure in his face, tried to float it to Gronkowski on the, on the right sideline, uh, possibly trying to just throw it out of bounds. And Joe Hayden, they call him Jumpman, leaps up and grabs it and you know Joe Hayden and I we played tips together in, in a little tips tournament you know the basketball thing like a two-on-two -two type deal 
Uh, you shoot it, and if it bounces off the rim, you got to, like, kind of tip it in. And, yeah, well, he whooped my ass in, in that game, whoever his partner was. I think it was one of the Ventrone brothers. And uh, Joe Hayden, great dude. But that was an awesome pickup by the Steelers last year when, when the Browns released Joe Hayden. And these are the games the Steelers brought Joe Hayden in for. To get them over the hump versus the Patriots. To have that guy on the outside that could play the coverage and make big plays. And the Steelers needed that. They needed to find someone that had a knack for the football. That could get turnovers, get an interception. That's where they've been lacking on defensive side of the ball. They lead the league in uh, you know, sacks and, and offensively. Their red zone percentage scoring touchdowns. When they get inside the red zone, they're doing a terrific job. But it's getting those turnovers, and that's what they need to do. And it sparked them tonight, getting that huge interception. I thought it was it was a, a fun game to watch. I think, you know, Ben would like to have had um, maybe one of his interceptions back. The other one was a tough play. He put it right there to AB, but it was tight coverage. I thought it was very well played uh, by New England's defense. And it was just a bang-bang play, kind of tipped off A.B. and a defender, and it got intercepted. So that kind of stuff's going to happen. But Ben finished for uh, with 235 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, two interceptions. Jalen Samuels, though, I'll tell you what, this guy is elusive. He made some plays, 19 carries, 142 yards. I mean, coming out of the gates, that is awesome to see that kind of production by the young man, and it was, it was, and I thought the the thing that helped him was just Mike Munchak, the offensive line coach, and Randy Feekner, the way they game plan coming into this game. I thought they had a, a terrific run game scheme against the Patriots. If you saw Ben, because Ben loves a shotgun, he's in the shotgun a, a bunch, and it was some runs. It was like a toss counter. Uh, cutback. So if the running back, Jalen Samuels, is on the right side of Ben from the shotgun, Ben would pitch it to him as he was shuffling. Jalen Samuels was shuffling to his right a little bit. He'd catch it and then cut back to the left side of the line of scrimmage. And that just gashed uh, the New England Patriots a few times. And I give uh, Munchak and Randy Feekner and the, the offensive staff a lot of credit for, for putting some different run schemes in the game plan. And I noticed that. I also like how they went no huddle and they got Antonio Brown uh, lined up in the trips trip side with the receivers. It was an empty set, three wide, wide receivers to the left, two to the right. But he was on the three wide receiver side and he was inside like usually where the tight end is. And he had a little switch release. And that's the touchdown he caught up the seam. So, Great job mixing it up, moving A.B. around. I thought they did a very good job on the game plan defensively, too. I mean, uh, getting after Brady a little bit. I thought some huge stops in, in the game, especially coming out third in the third quarter. I thought that was key when the defense stopped uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots in the third quarter from putting a little drive together. I thought that was the, the, the really – momentum shift in the game because then the Steelers got the ball back and was able to sustain a long drive. Now that was um, when Boswell missed uh, the field goal. I'll tell you what, you know, and I'm friends with Boswell and I hate to see that, but the guy's got to have more confidence. And the thing that alarms me is before the game when he's missing kicks and he's slamming his helmet down, you know, get out of it, get out of your own head. 
You know, and a lot of times as athletes, and I've I've been there a bunch of times, is we get in our own way. And I know we all can do that in life. You get in your own way. You overthink things. You maybe think someone's talking about you when they're probably really not and and vice versa. But um, he's in his own head. I'd love to see him come back and hit hit, uh, uh, the field goal later on in the game. You know, so hopefully that builds his confidence and hopefully the Steelers uh, keep him after that because there's a lot of bad kicking play going on this year. So I'm not even sure you're you're better off on uh, moving on in, in the other direction. But getting back to the game, offensively, I talked about the game plan, you know, and I noticed it in the opening drive, uh, but the toss counter that they had in that game, the misdirections, you know, Jalen Samuels really stepping up, stepping up in the run game and passing game. A.B. in the slot. You know, the Steelers have their, they have the highest TD percentage in the league, scoring touchdowns inside the red zone. Coming in uh, to this game, they are 77%. So, and I thought with the third down, the huge third down or third quarter stop to open the third quarter up when the Patriots received kick, it was a drop pass by Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon having some flashbacks, being a part of the Browns, losing a lot of games at Heinz Field. Can't hold it against him, though. And then I think, you know, that was the drive. Uh, James Washington, man, going up, making contested catch, really responding to Ben calling him out in the media, responding to not playing much the, the following week. And then he had another play that he made a few guys miss and went up the sideline for a huge gain. Then, you know, that was a kick Boswell missed. And, um, you know, and, and then the Patriots, they got on a little drive, hitting Gronkowski. Um, and, you know, later on, you know, and then this leads to the – and then A.B. or Ben's interception to A.B. I talked about that. And then um, when, when um, Brady threw that uncharacteristic, like, interception in the red zone – Brady has had 180 attempts in the red zone since his last interception. It came in like 2016 or something. But, you know, the Patriots, they got to get back to their ways. I mean, a lot of penalties that hurt them, moved them back, especially in that last drive. Brady throwing, you know, two weeks in a row. Last week, Brady took that sack right before halftime against the Dolphins that they got no points right before half. And then right there in, in the red zone, Brady throwing that terrible interception but uh, unbelievable play by Joe Hayden to go up and get it. But it was just basically a, a short little Hail Mary on the sideline that it almost was like he didn't get enough on it to throw it out of bounds. And, shoot, I've been there before. I tried to do that in training camp one year with the Steelers. I swear I thought I threw it out of bounds, and I didn't, and it got picked. I looked like an idiot. But, um, you know, that stuff happens. But not Tom Brady. Not the Tom Brady, the Super Bowl champ, the Hall of Famer. But I want to listen to Ben and hear what he had to say about the huge, the, the huge victory today. Well, it's a big win for us. Um, beating a, a playoff caliber slash Super Bowl caliber team uh, perennially, and then um, at our winning at home. You know, we haven't been very successful at home, so uh, it's that time of year where every win's a big one. So this is a this is a big one for us. And you seem very adamant about taking the ball off the coin toss. Why did you guys want to start on offense today? Just a decision that was made between Coach Tomlin and I before the game. Yeah, even more than just running, I thought um, his whole his whole game was was awesome. He caught the ball, he ran. Um, you know, it's, there, there's still some room for improvement, but uh, there's for all of us. So the way that he stepped up was 
was special. And um, James Washington as well. The plays that he made um, were just huge today for us and, and, and big plays for us. As far as your defense. And that was a little interview from Ben right there. Just hearing how his response. And, and look, Jalen Samuels, man, that was impressive. It was an impressive outing. <clears throat> big win for the Steelers. I mean, honestly, and, and this one, this one is a little more special than other ones. The Steelers have had a hard time getting over the Patriots. And look, I'll tell you the biggest key to this victory is the Steelers, possibly with this big win, they don't have to go and play the Patriots in the playoffs. Watch how this thing unfolds. And that's exactly what the Steelers need to do because the Patriots are the only team that have that has had their number before. So right now in the AFC, how it's shaping up is the Kansas City Chiefs is the one seed. The Texans is the two. It looks like um, the Patriots the third seed, Steelers fourth, Chargers fifth, and Ravens sixth right now. And then you still have in the hunt the Colts, Titans, Dolphins, and then the Browns with their 1%. Um, and then the NFC, you know, you got the Saints at the first seed, the Rams in the second, and then Cowboys fourth. The Bears clinched today with, you know, with their division. They're the third seed. The Seahawks, the fifth seed. And then uh, the Vikings, sixth seed. And then you still have the Redskins, Panthers, and Eagles uh, still in still in the hunt a little bit, um, which will be interesting to see how that plays out. And I know the Rams and the Eagles are going at it now. I unfortunately um, haven't been watching it because I'm recording this because we go uh, to the Bahamas and we are going to Toledo's bowl game later on the week, which will be exciting. Um, you know, in the, the game I was disappointed in also today, it was going on during the Steelers-Patriots game, was um, the Seahawks losing to the Niners in overtime. And, you know, for how well the Seahawks have been playing, this is just, that's a tough, uh, tough loss to take. But, you know, as this, as this season unfolds, it's getting closer and closer to playoff time, December football. There's nothing like it. And as we talked about before, it looks like the AFC North is going to come down to the Steelers-Ravens. Um, but the Steelers always play better against good teams. They played well against the Patriots today. If Ben eliminates those interceptions, and, and probably more so the, the one he can control. The other one was like a really uh, tough play, good defensive play, but it was a tip ball as well. Uh, bounce off a a b and a, and a defender um but you know eliminate turnovers like that you're going into to the super superdome against drew Brees and the saints you have to play well you can't give them short fields and give them more opportunities with the football because sean payton and, and drew Brees really know how to dial it up so but keep following me on twitter and instagram anything you need uh give me feedback i love it i'll shoot out some videos this week of some of these plays. You guys have a good week.